Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, 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 and welcome to another amazing podcast episode. And this episode is going to be a guest recording. So it's a guest appearance as usual for the month. And here for today's guest appearance, I have Marcus Abdeng. He is a national and international keynote speaker, a business coach, consultant, and a former NFL athlete, which is amazing. So the topic for today's podcast episode is going to be all about ego and dealing with the ego because it is a part of us. And people, many a times they say that we can get rid of it, but we can't. It's a part of us, but we can handle it. We can manage it. We can transmutate it to handle it to a point where we don't let it come in our way and in our achievements and the goals that we want to actually achieve and we don't screw up because of the ego. So the topic is going to be all about that. And welcome, Marcus. Thank you, Ron. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well. Excited to chat with you about the importance of how to keep your ego in check. Definitely, definitely. So starting off, I have this thing for origin stories. I always go with that with every single guest that I have. The first question is, what is your origin story? Like you have done so much. You're a keynote speaker and stuff. And you were a formal NFL athlete, which is a big thing. So, you know, what was like your transition from being an athlete to actually helping people out? How was the transition like? So for me, I was an NFL athlete for almost six years. Uh, I ended up getting into um, working, um, um, you know, helping people. And as a result of that, I had a lot of, you know, um, opportunity to really be able to give people inspiration, hope through my messaging. And I built a really successful business uh, during my construction era and construction days. But unfortunately, as the company grew, so did my ego. And my ego ended up getting the best. Like we talk about, you know, your ego's there, but because of the success and all that was going on and doing that I felt was, you know, things like making money and all that, it really wasn't that important. I ended up letting my ego get the best of me and I ended up losing my construction company, everything that I owned, right, Ronit, in 2013, April. And I moved here to Raleigh with $400 to my name, home foreclosed on, both cars repossessed. And I ended up having to get myself, you know, going in that whole, in that whole process. So, yeah. So I ended up literally, you know, building this business now speaking as a result of my spoiled milk moment when I was working as a custodian. And I said, man, if I don't get my life back on track, if I don't start doing what I need to do, I'm going to be in a really bad spot. And that is exactly what I ended up doing. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah, ego hits hard. Yep, it is. It's really hard. And what happens is, again, like you said, Ron, you know, ego is part of who we are. It's part of our DNA. But we have to learn how to keep it in check and we have to learn how to not let it ruin, you know, you know, what, you know, we're building. Right. And it's interesting in that regard, because if we're building something 
and we're not doing it correctly, then we're going to have a problem. And that's where I had the problem because my ego got in and got the best of me. And many a times it happens that ego is bundled with excuses. Many a times we would think that we are the best and we would bundle it with excuses to not do more or to strive for more. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it is it we put it into this process where we think, right, Ryan, that we're doing something correctly. And as a result of that, we're not we're not getting to our full potential because of exactly what is holding us back, which is our pride, right? That's all ego really is, it's pride. And so if your pride is something that you really don't know how to deal with or learn how to adjust to things or things of that nature, it'll get you in trouble, right? And that's what happened to me. Like, you know, my pride and all the success I had amassed, it really did not allow me to learn how to listen to people. And as a result of that, that's when I ended up having all types of problems with, you know, losing employees and then, of course, losing all of my money in my business because of that fact. So I'm literally with you in the regards that, you know, it can really knock us off course if we're not careful. Most definitely. So when it comes to ego and now that you have handled it and you have moved above to handling it, what was like your first step when it came to actually start towards handling it? So the first step I had to do was I had to really recognize, right, Ronit, that I had a problem, right? Mm -hmm. And when I recognized it was that spoiled milk moment as a custodian. And I looked at my life and said, Marcus, nobody puts you in this position but yourself, not your business partner, not the client, not the developers, not your employees. It was Marcus Ogden that put himself here. Now, here's the catch. No one can get Marcus Ogden out of this situation other than Marcus Ogden. And that's when I made the realization, right, Ronit? that my ego was the problem. And once I was able to figure that out and then figure out what I was good at and how I could help people and start to rebuild my life, that's how great things started to happen at that time. That's, that's really good. With me personally, I would say that I've had issues with egos as well, but it was more coupled with my inabilities. You know, like what it would happen is that many times you won't be able to do something. So you'd put off yourself as bigger or somehow better than them by saying that you have this something as a unique problem or something that's unique about you. That's why you're better than them, even though you know that you're not. And that's such a big issue with ego. Well, that comes from the, so I have an acronym for ego, exaggerated glorified opinions. And that stems right there from exaggerated trying to always make ourselves seem like we can do something or we're better than something or better than someone or we're bigger or larger than life, knowing that we really don't have the ability to perform what we need to do. That's what it was at my construction company, right, Ronnie? I didn't really know construction. I didn't know, you know, estimations, bidding, how to do concrete, how to dig dirt, pricing. I didn't know any of that. 
but I would always exaggerate to people. Oh yeah, I know how to do that. Oh yeah, I know how to look at that. Oh yeah, I know how to bid that. And it was constantly me just trying to hide <laughs> the fact, right, Ronnie, that I really didn't know what the heck I was doing. So I'm very familiar with that uh, scenario of life because I lived for many years in my construction business. Also, you get that, you know, ever like in that inside was will keep talking to you and telling you that you, you're not, you know, right. And you don't have the place in that thing. You, you shouldn't do that thing like imposter syndrome. And then your ego walks in and then the ego starts saying that, no, it's not like that. I'm like this, I'm like that. And then the thing is that it's like that thing of, you know, calling a snake to eat the rat, you know, that kind of situation. You call on something bigger and you get the ego to do the job to make you get out of that imposter syndrome. But then now you have the ego to deal with. That's going to be a, be a bigger issue. Yeah. I mean, I like how you said the imposter syndrome can make us feel like we can't do something. Then we, our ego tells us, well, we, we're bigger than life. We're better than life. And we'll try to do it. And that can be more dangerous because Imposter syndrome is not good. Don't get me wrong. You should always believe you can do something, but you don't want your ego to inflate your mind or basically you don't want to get a big head thinking that you can do everything by yourself because that's not the case because we all need assistance. We all need help. We all need some sort of guidance, knowledge, whatever the case may be. And if your ego is keeping you from listening, learning, and developing into a better person, you're in trouble. Yeah, for sure. Another thing that I've seen many times that many people, you know, have this, you know, intervention techniques where they would just, you know, come in between and just, you know, deal with that ego. And that other, another person does that by, you know, coming in between and just, giving them a lot of like courses and stuff and just you know pulling them down and it just doesn't make sense how do you deal with the deep you know ego with that you just you just make it worse they'll have more ego issues from there because they're going to make more hollow belief systems on how they are much more you know successful or how they are much more better mm -hmm. well yeah i mean you said it best man i mean that's what ego does it makes us feel or portray to be someone or something that we know most of the times we're not because we're afraid of you know facing the fact or the reality that we can't do something that's why in construction i always exaggerate because i didn't want to let clients know i didn't know what i was doing i didn't want my people to know i didn't know what the hell i was doing so i just constantly always just exaggerated i I lied. I over. I oversold myself, and I learned this in my business today, where I'm going to always underpromise and overdeliver. Because in my construction business for so long, right, Ronnie, I constantly overpromised and underdelivered. That today, I don't want to live through that exhaustion, that being tired of trying to always, you know, do something or be something that I know I'm not, can't be, or really don't wanna be. So I've learned how to live my life today with 
my ego being a part of me, but it's so far buried within my soul because I'm never going to let it come back, right, Ronna, and rear its ugly head to make me make mistakes like I did when I ran my construction business. Yeah, for sure. And I, like, uh, previously I did a guest appearance with another guest about vulnerability, and I usually see that ego and vulnerability comes in together like wherever ego is you'll also have being truth issues with being truthful being honest or being vulnerable with people and telling them that you have made a mistake because the ego does not like to admit that you have made a mistake you have screwed up and it's going to start to lie to people more often it's going to start to leading to blame games you're going to start to blame other people for your issues you're going to blame life you're going to blame god and stuff like that Oh, yeah, because, you know, when your ego gets the best of you, right, Ronit, you're constantly looking for someone else to blame because it's never your fault, right? Like, oh, it can't be my fault. I'm the big, bad, right person. or I'm the Mrs. Big, bad, right person, right? You always believe that if your ego is running your life. That's why when I ended up taking the job as a custodian, I still didn't have that accountability or responsibility, my ego was still getting the best of me after losing everything, home, cars, money, because I had basically lied to myself or exaggerated that I was in that place because of other people. And without the spoiled milk moment as the custodian, I'm not sure, Ronnie, when or worse yet, if I would have woke up and said, Marcus, no, 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 it was nobody's fault, but your own. And I feel that's where a lot of people have to start to get their redemption is they've got to start first and foremost, being honest with themselves. Hey, I screwed up. Hey, I made a mistake. Hey, I did this wrong. And I tell everybody, you make a mistake in life, right, Ronnie? Own it, fix it, move on. Definitely. And when it comes to fixing it, usually I would just, you know, tell people that's just, just go slow with it because it's going to take time. Many people just overestimate a lot of stuff, even goals. They're going to think that they can reach further than they actually can. And then they tend to screw up. And then the self really has a big issue with that. Oh, yeah. Because here's the thing, you know, in order to make the process of starting to heal from your ego, you have to forgive yourself. And you have to learn how to fix things, right? So you can't build going forward if you don't fix what you've done in the past. Now, I'm not saying you have to dwell on it or make it a negative connotation, but you got to say, hey, I messed up. How can I fix it, right? And then from like for the way I fix my mistakes from the past is I don't do the same things today. I'm very much, you know, I'm very humble. I'm very much an active listener. I listen to my team, I listen to people around me, because when I lost my construction company, right, Ronit, I wasn't doing those things. I was constantly blaming other people. I was constantly in a negative space, and I'm not going to go back there. So I fixed myself to who I am today. When it comes to realizing it, like, let's say that the, another person is stuck in this kind of issue, and they're down the dump, probably they had something and they lost because of their ego issues. And they have still not come to realize that they have this kind of issue. So what would be that thing that might just help them realize it? What they need to do is 
talk to someone that's in their inner circle that they trust and they know has some sort of good interest or good intentions for them. And that's what they need to hear. I remember when my wife, she was my fiance at the time, now she's my wife, told me the reason that I had to figure out how to make myself a better speaker is I had to, I had a desire to do it and I removed my ego. But what I hadn't done is I hadn't dropped my ego to make myself realize that going forward in this business of speaking was not going to be the same as going forward being an athlete or being a former NFL player. I had to literally, right, Ron, it start at the bottom. So for anyone that's listening that is struggling in this area, find someone that you rely on, that you depend on, that you think has you know, your best interests, and ask them to give you advice on you and your positioning, because that is going to help get you into a better frame, because you're going to say, hey, I need to do better at this, but I have to start realizing that I have a problem. If that person that I know who I trust and I have a great relationship with is telling me that, then there has to be some sort of truth behind it. And many times that's a challenge, right? Now that this person that has ego issues, they have lied, they have done all this, they're going to have a tough time going and approaching to that person. That's where vulnerability also comes in. And that's where, you know, they have to do that, you know, act of actually telling the truth. And that's the challenge here. And if the person can go through that, they might just get some really good advice that might help them. Or even like this thing, you know, this thing that they can realize that they have this ego issue is the fact that they cannot even approach people and talk about the fact that they have, you know, made a mistake. That can be a very good way to realize that you have an ego issue. As soon as you realize that, you can challenge yourself by going and talking to that person that's near you who you can trust and talk about the truth. Correct. Because when people we trust tell us something, we're going to be much more inclined to listen. So like when my wife told me, hey, Marcus, if you want to become better at speaking, you're going to have to humble yourself and realize that you are not going to be at the top like you were as an athlete. Because when you start playing football, you were at the top. You were at the bottom, freshman in high school, not knowing anything, not understanding the game. You had to work your way up to, to varsity, then to college, then to the NFL. Same thing in speaking. I always thought, well, I'm a former NFL athlete. They're going to love to hear me talk. They're going to love to hear what I have to say. And very few people, right, Ronnie, can actually relate to being a professional athlete. But a lot of people can relate to being a business owner, an entrepreneur, working in business, success, failures, ups, downs, peaks, valleys. And once I learned that and how to approach it that way, that's when business got a lot better. Yeah. Another thing with ego, you know, it will not let you learn because you think that you already know something or you'd be good at it already. Now that does give you confidence, but that's not going to let you open the space for learning because for learning, you got to know that you have stuff to learn. If you think that you know everything, it's not going to happen, right? That's another thing with learning. Uh -huh. Because no, I, I, I had the saying, right? The human mind is designed to learn and process a lot of things, but it's not designed to learn and process everything. Yeah. And the minute you think you can do everything, 
be everything and you don't need help is the beginning of the end. That's how I felt with my construction company at the height. Oh, we're $15 million a year. I don't need anybody's help. You know, my team doesn't want to work for me. Screw them. I'll find somebody else. You know, people love me, not them. Boy, was I wrong. And I learned. And I learned the hard way. But that's why I tell my clients that hire me, right, Ronna? You hire me so you don't end up like me. You don't end up losing everything and being out of business and all that because I'm not going to allow you to walk down the same dark path that I took when I lost my business. Definitely. I would say the best thing about going through these experiences is that you get to learn a lot, even with this ego thing. You know, once this thing happens, once you're in the fire, once you've been burned down, you can learn from it. You can learn from the past and move forward. Correct. And if you're willing to learn from your mistakes, correct them and adjust, anything is possible. Yeah, for sure. So like, have you ever thought about writing a book on ego and stuff? Good question. I really have. And I think I like how you just put that because we're looking at a third book title. But I think this book on ego would be a great one because a lot of people I feel, especially with the world and the way it is right now with Russia and Ukraine and all the horrible things, people need to understand. I mean, that's that's Vladimir Putin. Like the ego of Putin is so big. He feels he can just take over the world. Like, you know, no matter how many troops he loses, get injured, Ukraines that die, all these things that are horrific, unnecessary because one man has an ego bigger than the globe and nobody can seem to talk him off the ledge right now people are trying i saw an article where the president of uh of france is trying to reach out to him um you know other people are trying to contact him trying to get him to come off the ledge but right now he's just his ego just won't allow him to say enough's enough so writing a book on ego is something that we might be considered doing with our team now that you bring that up. That's an excellent point. So you have written books before. Correct. Wow. So you have written two books before, right? I've written two by ourselves, Sleepless Nights and The Success Cycle, both bestsellers. Another book that we're a contributing author for, Persistence, Pivots, and Game Changers. That's a bestseller as well. And then we have our fourth one, which is a, a leadership book, which will be coming out uh, sometime here in the uh, in the spring. That's, that's amazing. So what is the first book about? It's autobiography. It's just my life story, who I am, what I've been through. The second book is talking about three things to build success in your life, the success cycle, ambition, drive, hard work. The third book, again, Persistent Pivots and Game Changers, it's all about resilience it's, you know, different authors talking about their life in a single chapter in the book. And then there's a book, Leadership, uh, Voices of Leadership, where we talk about leadership, what it means to me, what it means to us. And that's the fourth book that we say that will be coming out in the spring. Great. I would really recommend all any everyone who's listening right now to go check out those books. I'll leave the links down in the description so you can check those things out. And moving forward for this episode, now... I'm thinking now, I'm a bit skeptical with this thing about fixing the ego. And I've heard so many people talk about the ego and the fact that you have to make amends and stuff. That's the first step towards fixing the ego or even working with the ego. 
but when it comes to moving along and actually getting to a place where you can manage it you can you know manage it and not let it come up every single time with something goes down it really you know it comes down to your belief system and yourself so something like self validation your own identity of who you think you are also comes into a big perspective with that so how do you deal with that so what i come to realize is that you need to know who you are what is your purpose what you're all about and you need to have belief and trust more trust than anything else in yourself but don't allow yourself to think you're bigger better or better than what you are cuz that's when things go wrong you need to have full confidence in yourself full trust in yourself because that's important but you cannot under any circumstances allow yourself to think you're getting bigger better or a bigger deal than what you are because that's where ego and arrogance starts to take over your life and when that happens you're headed down a really dark path it just makes sense so once we come to the point like do you have you ever done meditation i've also heard a lot of times that meditation does also help go within actually and look into your why and go into the belief systems and help you with the ego yeah i'm big on meditation uh big on yoga um you know my wife does yoga i've done yoga in the past you know trying to really find ways to to get that whole de-stressor and the mental part of you know just coming down right because i feel that's where ego also lies it lies in anxiousness stress you're always concerned about doing this or doing that and i feel meditation stretching you know all those type of things can really help you to put your ego into check yeah it can make you seem more calmer and find a sense of mindfulness in the present and the best thing about this entire ego issue is that many people are like trying to compete with someone else they have someone else in mind someone who's better than them and they're trying to compete with that person and this is where i really like what jordan peterson says on this thing is that this entire game of working and working against someone else is completely rigged this entire thing of having competition and that competition is not yourself and that someone somebody else is completely rigged because no matter what you do there will be someone who's going to be bigger than you there will be someone who's going to be better than you and you can't do anything about it because that's how the world works and the best thing you can do is work with yourself and make yourself the competition that's also a really good way to deal with the ego absolutely because what happens is is if you focus on yourself and not the competition that's when great things happen and that's really what it's about learning how to focus on you what you can do and don't focus on everybody else you know and go from that regard you know what i mean you just can't do that another thing is that you know all the belief system thing where you start to say that you're better and the entire thing goes down with that competition thing in mind because as soon as you start to compete and you're not able to make up and that person still striving forward and you're not able to get to his point you're going to start to calm yourself down by making these belief systems yeah you got to learn how to be calm you got to learn how to be very just docile and when you put that into motion right that's when great things happen
another thing is that money is the fuel on which the ego can also run many a times because the more fame you get the more success you get and you're doing it in a sense of ego you have those egoistic belief systems is going to be fueled to the fire and it's going to grow and it's going to grow because money is a magnifier oh yeah oh money's not going to solve anything money's only going to make something that's there worse if you're not in control of your emotions and control of your abilities because money all money can do it can amplify good but it can also amplify bad and evil if you're not in a healthy place Okay. Another thing that I keep thinking about is that this entire weird concept of you can remove the ego from your being. Now, that doesn't make any sense and you will see all these zen masters or people who have, you know, gone to Himalayas or something and they come down being like hey, holier than thou kind of a thing and they're like, you know, just out of ego. I'm like, how can that be? You know, it it has to be that you have ego obviously. You can't get rid of it. probably you can show to the people that you're not that way and probably something else is going on in the background yeah i mean again ego is part of your makeup just like having blood or having you know a brain or you know having you know you know your a heart right that's part of your makeup but your ego needs to be kept in check where it doesn't rise up and take over your entire being. And I feel if people could start saying that that you want to keep your ego in line and in a good place, that's a better way of saying that you removed your ego because that's not correct. You need to keep it, you know, in check and move down the path in that way. And many times people think wrong that ego is bad, ego is evil. It's not evil. It stays there for a reason. It's with us for a reason. and i wouldn't say that it's it it is bad if it's you know overdone anything too much can be bad for you and the thing that this entire thing about ego is that you just better keep it check that's so correct yeah just keep it in check and don't allow it to take over and run your life definitely so as we are coming to like an end for this podcast episode if you want like you know all the stuff that we talked about the ego and how it's like meditation making amends you know finding your purpose identity what bullet points would you give to the listeners that they can really note down right now and they can move forward when it comes to ego transmutation three things number 1 be have great physiology and move with energy that keeps you in a place where you're active and humble and feeling like you're good about doing things number 2 control your mental focus and don't worry about what you cannot change and that way your ego doesn't start to think you can do something you can't and then believe that you deserve to succeed at all costs and i feel when you do that you're putting your ego in a system that well look yes i deserve success but let's not let the ego try to make us amplify and try to get something or get somewhere in life that we don't need to be in such a period of time and we end up messing up the journey. So if you have great physiology, control your mental focus and believe at your core you deserve to succeed, that's when great things happen. That's pretty good. These three points will really help the listeners out. So to everyone who who's listening here, I hope that this podcast episode has helped you with the ego transmutation stuff and really dealing with the ego because don't take the thing with the ego lightly. Don't think that you have 
you know, dealt with your ego because that's like another trap that you're falling into because we all have certain things that we are going to deal with, even if you think that you have, because if you say that you have already dealt with it, you're already letting ego do its job. So, you know, you can really fall into that, you know, is that kind of a weird situation right there. So all the listeners out there, just make sure that you keep growing and never take into account that you have already become an expert in everything or in something in particular. If you have not done it, even if you have done it a bit, never, ever, you know, overestimate, you know, always tend to underestimate. That's really a good way to keep growing as the philosophy, like in philosophy, this entire thing about philosophers and stuff, they always do this. Like Socrates, he has done this thing of calling himself not wisdomous so he can get more wisdom, you know, just a little bit up on the text. Uh, No, that's a hundred percent correct. I live by that. And so very glad you said that. That's a great closing point for your listeners. And I totally agree with you 100%. Yeah, definitely. So I hope this helps all of you guys out there. And I hope that you have a great day. I'll see you in the next podcast episode. And bye-bye.